podcast of a Lincoln Geek is sponsored by Honey Badger Games, makers of edible gummy dice and meeples, and curators of a wide variety of specialist teas, based here in the UK. Head over to honeybadgergames.co.uk to take a look at their geeky treats. Hello and welcome to Pod... Hello, this is Dan from the future, interrupting past Dan just before we get started on the podcast. Uh, super quick message, basically, at the time of recording, for some reason, uh, the we had kind of a strange crackling noise during my voice recording of this episode, like I was that unprofessional to be eating a giant share bag of Doritos while filming the episode. I assure you I'm not that unprofessional, it was Monster Munch instead. Uh, of course, it wasn't actually crisp. I don't know what caused the noise. Maybe I was twirling the microphone, kind of the, the headset cables like they were an old landline phone in the 1980s or something. Anyway, I do apologise for the noise. It only lasts for a few minutes, and I have edited most of it out, so hopefully it won't be too bad. Uh, I've edited it as best as I can to my amateur uh, podcast editing abilities can go. So I thank you all for your patience, and I'm going to go back to past Dan for the show. Thanks for your time. Keep gaming, everyone. Guest of Lincoln Geek. I'm your host, the podcast, the general, the Dan Frey Supreme, Sussy One, Master of Sus, Lord Sus, etc., etc. And I'm joined by my uh, friends and co hosts. And you were joining us as well by clicking on this little show, or maybe it just went on autoplay. You have no decision, it just loaded up automatically. In which case, <laughs> welcome to the show. This is a podcast of Lincoln Geek. This is our little board show, board show a little board show, little show about board games. <laughs> uh, I'm joined by my friends and co hosts. You heard him chuckling there. We're joined by the talent, the founder, Mr. Chris. Hello, and Alexa, stop. And we also joined by Alexa. <laughs> Everyone, quickly mute their smart speakers. Uh, we are joined by the man so loud, if he does a, a laugh in front of you, you suffer 2d6 damage, I think. Is that right, Pete? Yep, that's correct. And yep, a lot of going for at least five minutes. That is correct. Uh, so welcome to the show again. And we also joined by uh, a special guest. Well, you've been in a few now, actually. I think you've lost the special guest status. It's Dino Girl. I can't believe I've lost special guest status, Dan. You that, just, that upsets me. You're just regular <laughs> cast member now. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, joining us again, Steph. Yep. Good to um, be here. So uh, this is our little show about board games where we just talk about random stuff. Uh, I usually, I'm in charge of the topic, so if they're rubbish, it's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, the topic this uh, today uh, we're going to talk about is just what is the most thematic game that you've got? So uh, I'm a big uh, theme boy. I love uh, kind of exciting games, uh, games where you like, uh, I don't know, uh, wars, marching, battles going on, or spaceships exploding, all that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I've never really been one to buy a game called Textile Merchant, for example. I like my games a bit more uh, dramatic <laughs> than that. Uh, so the question I propose to you all is, which of your games do you think is has the best theme, like basically, and it's tied into the game? So essentially, it's not just kind of um, something you can cut, copy and paste uh, you can remove the theme entirely. But what's the, the best examples of a board game you've got? It can be an RPG or not, um, that you think the theme is integrated into the gameplay and any nice little touches. We're going to go to Pete. Pete, what were you going to talk about, buddy? I, I suspect we have a few similar ones. Me, you probably do. So uh, the first one I'm going to suggest is um, one that Dan and I have very recently played, the ever-classic Nemesis. Nemesis! That was going to be one of mine! I had a feeling it was going to be one of yours, and you probably guessed my other one as well. 
Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll chuck in my uh, two cents yeah, about yeah. it. But what do you like about this game, and how does the theme uh, kind of stick out to you? What's what's cool about it? So I'm a huge fan of the Alien films. Um, they are one of the few uh, body horror, just general horror films that I can watch without um, feeling all um, icky and you. That's not me. No, don't want. Um, yeah. But and as a result, and I just love that the universe. I love the setting and Nemesis. Um, is totally no way inspired by Alien, not at all in the slightest. I don't not know at why all. I brought we do Alien not up. Endorse. We do not endorse the fact that this game is just like that said film. Yeah. It's a complete coincidence. Please. It's a complete coincidence, yeah. I mean, but yeah, joke, joke aside, um, I do love like just how much Nemesis captures that look and feel of being on the spaceship in the dead of space, and you've got this unknown number of Mon- alien monsters Excuse coming. To- they're not aliens, oh. they're intruders. Sorry, okay. intruders, my mistake. You've got these unknown number of intruders there who come go. along and um, want to eat your face. That's you know? Good. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you've you got, got the sense of exploring the ship, of do you trust? You know, who, who do you trust? You know? Because I think I've lost count of how many times Dan's prepared to stab me in the back during Nemesis. Such as sabotaging the engines and stuff like that. And so, until... He's the king of sus. He is the king of sus. He's the king of sus. <laughs> I, I've got to, I've got to protest that. Nemesis is one of the few games. Well, it's so weird. I think because it's so intense. You are literally on this spaceship and you're working mm. together. It's really creepy. Mm. You've got noise symbols popping all around you. And if an alien appears, it is actually to be feared. If you, mm. Unless you're the, the Doom Slayer, which you usually sure be. Um, for, for the rest of us mortals, it's actually quite scary. So I, I actually find... <laughs> Nemesis is one of those weird games where people do tend to work together. Even if they've got evil yeah. objectives, they pick yeah. the good ones yeah. just to, to increase your odds. I mean, there have been times when I've tried to pick the evil objective, but because all these other people have been saving my ass so much, I've had a crisis of conscience in a board game and I actually <laughs> changed my objective. And Dan? Just, I, Dan? I know, see Dan has a crisis of I, I, I did. In a board game. I know, and, and no, no other board game has done that, because I was like, oh, it's gonna, I'm going to be the evil scientist, it's going to be funny. But they helped me so much, I then changed my mind and decided to help them. I, I had I had character development in a board game. <laughs> I think it was my soldier that was just blatting every single alien, that, yeah. like, intruder that looked at you, uh, and then said, come on, come with me if you want yeah. to live. I mean, I was, like I was, was, was going to explode the ship and then escape, yeah. but I decided yeah. to help them instead. Yeah. Uh, of course, no good deed goes unpunished. I did get killed for my Were you infected? For my um, I, yes, I, I, yeah. okay. I think uh, I, I got out on an escape pod after helping various people, but I mm. actually got infected and the chest burst had burst out of me uh, yeah. on the way out. <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, and Dan sort of touched upon it, um, how just like in the first Alien film, a lot of the crew are basically just, um, they know how to hold a gun, but they don't really know how to fire a gun. Whereas you've got the soldier, my personal favorite character, who's very much like one of the colonial marines, but just like in Aliens, um, he, can be just as, he can be just as squishy. Uh, if, if you don't play him well, if you roll poorly like I do, if you don't have the right ammo. I mean, our most recent game, and I'll, I'll touch upon this more in our upcoming uh, monthly recap, but uh, unless I've got out before this is uh, before this has, but for example, there were quite a few times where uh, I was very very low on ammo, so I actually avoided fights because I thought I haven't got enough ammo to be able to get out of this unscathed. I'm gonna basically use my cover and fire ability, or just turn to the turn to weapons with me to go, mate, you just leg it, get out, recharge our weapons, and come back and then black this thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry, I went off on top on a bit of a tangent. But yes, and go back to the original point though. I love Nemesis because it very much captures 
um, like I said, like the Alien franchise. I mean, I know there are Alien games, and I've played at least one, and I absolutely love it, but this definitely scratches a very different itch to... Well, you know, I, I actually totally agree, because, um, again, I'm a big fan of the Nemesis games, and this is another reason why I didn't want to go first, because I knew <laughs> you were going to t- mention this, um, and this is why I was having such a problem to try and pick something, because while I may not have played Nemesis as regularly as you guys, I have played it. I have played other Alien games, and I've even done the Alien RPG. Um, and um, while the RPG captures it, from in a board game setting, it, it is by far the best one, you know. Uh, yeah, the RPG, from my perspective, depends entirely on who is GMing. Oh, exactly. Because it if... If 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 they're not as into the franchise, it, yeah. If yeah. if they don't really understand like where it's come from, what um, the whole um, alien intruders, that kind of space theme, it can be very very poorly done. Sadly, mm-hmm. as a player, I've not had a great experience with the RPG, um, and that I think has come down to the GM style and not really understanding it. Um, but uh, it has a lot of potential to, to really work if you've got the right person. And if your GM can't paint that narrative, which is key with anything, um, then no, it doesn't, it doesn't work. But what's good about Nemesis is while it maybe not be the official IP, um, it captures it in, all the, in every element of the board game. You know, the little noise tokens. You're scared, you're petrified about going somewhere in the map because you're going to set off a noise token. Um, uh, you know, the, the first time I played it was with when it was uh, was it someone's birthday in a certain place, Steph. Uh, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> we, we went we went to a venue and we we played it, and I think it's the first time you played it properly as well, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was really yeah. good. Uh, it was good fun. Didn't, and I really didn't I get stuck because I had a I had an intruder on one side of an abduct and intruder. Yeah, no, I remember getting stuck and being like, I can't, I can't actually move. Because if I move, I'm going to get eaten. <laughs> and then you, you you kind of found the queen, and it, you know. It, oh yeah! Oh, I sucker punched it. I remember now. Yeah, but I, I wasn't actually. Uh, I wasn't. I missed that game. <laughs> I, I missed that game, but I did hear about that. You get, yeah, you you punched the queen to death. I punched the queen, to, punched death, the queen to death, which I just thought was just amazing. It's very very oh. Ripley, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a point in time in a game, uh, and this is the one I wanted to mention is because there's a point in time in a board game where you know you're a stickler for the rules, okay? But the theme, the drama, everything that led up to it, the fight for the life that Steph was having, yeah. We just overruled it. To, you've won. You've beaten her because it was just. Epic. It, it wouldn't have been if if we if we'd have turned that game into a movie, it would have been a very bad movie. If I'd have died at the end, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And that's it's it's the rule of cool. If something mm. is cool and it doesn't hurt the game experience, go for exactly. it. Exactly. Like, I mean, the point of the games is to have fun, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> and as long as um as long as it's all balanced and fair for everybody, then I don't see a, a problem with it really. So yeah, that sounds really cool. I mean, I, I will just tag in before we move on to the next game. So this was going to be mine as well, Pete. So I'm going to absorb my comments into yours. That's fine. I trust um, you too. Uh, I think this is, I've got the actual, uh, I've played a couple of the actual official games based on Alien. And I think this is more of an Alien game in terms mm. of theme than them. In terms of big creepy spaceship, yeah, just 
dripping with things, the paranoia, oh, and yeah. even the fact you can't fully trust your teammates as well. Oh, yeah. Like on a- Alien and Aliens, they had hidden traitors, I suppose, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, look oh, yeah. With the evil company and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a great game. Um, just before we move on, I mean, there's some really minor touches that just make me love it as well. Like uh, most of the um, characters are human. Uh, and if you get injured, you can heal by like eating food or med kits or bandages, that kind of thing. Apart from one character who's an android, they can't eat food or use med kits. The only way they can heal themselves is by finding duct tape. I mean, it's such a minor <laughs> little rule just for that character. So they're literally just taping themselves together if they fall to bits. Reminds me of the engineer flowchart. Yeah. WD40. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Does it move? No. Should it? Yes. WD40. So they're pros to be an android. They, they can't get infected by the alien because obviously mm. they're a robot, which is good. But the downside is it's a lot harder for them to fix themselves unless they find like toolkits or duct tape, that kind of thing. Which is just one of the little, little character, little quirks. I thought, oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. And it's like, um, there's a character we haven't played with yet called the Convict. Mm-hmm. And he's been like, um, He's got like handcuffs on, so he has to basically find the keys before he can hold two weapons. He can only hold one weapon at the beginning. Though he's really good at fisty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is just a really cool little theme. Um, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I wonder if that's a little bit of homage to the uh, third aliens, because of course there's convicts on that planet. Maybe, though the characters in Nemesis, they're kind of all based on other IPs, Mm. I think, very loosely. I mean, the soldier, I mean, we, we call him Doom Guy because he essentially is, isn't oh, yeah. he? He's just, oh, yeah. he's just a space marine. Um, you've got the prisoner, the convict, which I think is based on Riddick. Yeah, someone said something. Inspired by Riddick. Uh, there's an engineer that's based on the guy from Dead Space. I forget his name. Um, oh, Isaac something or other. Isaac, that's it. That's great. Well, we should probably move around the table at least once before <laughs> we run out of time. So good nomination there, Pete. So, uh, Steph, yeah. what, what, what game did you want to chuck in? Um, I've actually got some old ones. So the, some of the some of the class, some of the like some of the first sort of thematic ones. So that so the first one I've got is Atmosphere, mm. which is Atmosphere. <laughs> Welcome to the zone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it, it was one of the first um, games that was not. Monopoly, Ludo, Kaplunk, and all the rest of this lot. Um, it was also, uh, when it came out for me, it was considered too scary to play um, for my age group, which of course meant that we immediately went out and found some, like, f- found a copy and had um, a supper party where we all um, sat around with it on the VHS. Oh, God, I'm showing my age. Um, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was. You know, at the time, like, I mean, looking back on it now, it's really cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> really cheesy now. Um, but at the time, it was um, it was atmospheric. It was atmosphere. It was like this whole sort of um, scary, you know, you're getting yelled at by uh, the gatekeeper. And if you didn't respond to him, he'd be like, you worm and all the rest. It was, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Um, and it. And it was one of the games that kind of paved the way for different games other than um cluedo and, and and monopoly and things like that um and a couple of years later i might have been around about this i'm trying to remember which one came first um the star trek next generation vhs tape oh, VHS game 
games. Yeah, so this is this is the game um, that properly cemented me as a, as a geek on a whole other level as well. So it wasn't just board games, it was Star Trek. It was Star Trek meets board game, and it was like, oh, amazing. Um, and a very similar thing, you, you, you put in your VHS tape, and um, the Enterprise has been stolen um, by a Klingon called Captain Kavak, and you have to redress him as Captain Kavak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to basically work your way around the ship. Um, you've been locked out of various rooms, and you have to get these isolinear chip uh, keys in order to be able to open doors um, before you can sort of make your way to the bridge and, and finally um, stun him and things like that. Um, and it came up on eBay quite recently. I think it was um, uh, late last year. And out of nostalgia, I, I, I was like, I need to buy this game. I need, to, I need to just get myself a copy of this game just because it was such a good game. And it still, a re- it still holds up quite well. Now, obviously, I don't have a VHS tape anymore. Like, I can't play the VHS. But some beautiful, wonderful, amazing person has recorded it and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I can have Captain Kevick on the TV, on YouTube. You know, and it's just like, you, the crew member who is moving now, answer! And you're like, yes, Captain Kevick. <laughs> but <laughs> 1999 that came out. 99? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. no, I I played atmosphere at school, like primary school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, probably were you, Pete. Yeah, you probably. You to my house and play brilliant game. And I'm definitely YouTubing to see if it's got the old... Uh, the gatekeeper on YouTube. After oh, right. this. <laughs> yeah, I think um, if I remember rightly, um, in the early 2000s, I think 2004, 2005, they re-released it for DVD. Yes, because obviously, they like they'd moved, they'd moved across from VHS to, to, to DVD, and and they put in a couple of extra little um, snippets for the atmosphere game and stuff, and some of the playing pieces got a bit of a revamp. I think um, it had like different yeah. paths. It wasn't just always the same thing as well. Yeah, because oh, with yeah. the DVD, you could have different options now, yeah. and you could have different responses. Um, so yeah, I, rem- I remember playing the DVD version um, once. Sort of, I think it was. I was in university, so a little bit, a little bit later after it came out, and thinking, this is good, but it's not quite as scary as it was mm. when I when I played it the first time round. Well, yeah. Uh, Here's some interesting stats for you. Okay. okay. So, Atmosphere originally came out in 1991. Oh, that's oh God. Right. Having oh. its 30th anniversary, and uh, Dicebreaker have said the 30th anniversary edition is going to be coming out. That is exciting news. Yeah. It's overdue, then, isn't it? Well, hurry up, Dicebreaker. Dicebreaker. That You're overdue. Checks, that date checks yeah, out because I think me and Pete were probably about seven or eight when we played this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was definitely in um, primary school, but yeah, because Jurassic Park came out in '93 and that's mm. celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. Oh, see, now it went to Kickstarter. Oh. It went to Kickstarter. Let's have a quick look. Well, I'll do the research yeah. while you You're, you're in the yes. corner, Chris. Yes. Do I mean, it. Do uh, it. Research ex- it. Ex- excellent pick, Steph. I mean, I remember that game well because we played it loads. Even though it was yeah. just the same VHS. <laughs> so you knew when stuff was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it still was. It wasn't fair because I was the oldest in the class and my friends. So I was always the old one, the old yeah. maggot yes. or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I, I Pete's the opposite end, aren't you, Pete? You were like one of the youngest. Yeah, yeah, so, in June. So you, so you were like the little the young little piglet or whatever he called yeah. you. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember there was um, uh, expansions as well. So it's quite ahead of its time, really. There was different 
tapes you could get with the different characters. I had the uh, the zombie, Baron Somebody, oh, I think. Yeah. Baron Somebody and the witch. And I can't believe I remember the name. I think it's Catherine. Catherine the witch. Sounds um, vaguely familiar. And um, my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was great because i remember they uh they all started off fairly uh human at the start of the tape but as the tape went on they got more and more monstrous mm. yeah like the zombies started decomposing getting more like a classic zombie he starts off normal and like the witch turns into a classic green kind of pointy warty witch as the show goes on wasn't there a, a voodoo man as well um I don't, I don't want to say it's um, Sa- Sammy, something like that. It's Sam- Baron Samady, which was the zombie. One. Yes. Oh, he was a zombie, was he? Oh, my mistake. I got confused. I thought they were separate. It's been so long. I know they had a vampire, which I never played. Uh, werewolf. <laughs> uh, mummy, I think. It was, I, I it was loved it. something beautiful, basically. Is You know, it was something different. It was something interactive. I think it was one of the first attempts at an interactive um, board game, um, having the VHS. Um, yeah. tape and everything but yeah no that that to me atmosphere and, and and star trek in terms of like really getting into the theme i think it's just brilliant it's brilliant and uh, pete did you have anything else to add on this oh, one, before? Only one only one thing i want to add is that if that 30th anniversary comes out soon uh maybe you could play it for your birthday mate <laughs> oh. that, sounds, that sounds good <laughs> yeah i mean um I, just before i say my what my piece to chris did you have something you wanted to chuck in about this Yes, so um, the internet has been my friend. Yes, <laughs> so I can confirm that. Yes, what well, that date did slip slightly, uh, Steph. But as do most Kickstarters, it had over three thousand eight hundred and eighty-four backers. Yeah. Um, it came in at around about a ninety-dollar uh, US Australian dollars because it was done in Australia. Oh, okay. Um, um, uh, for the thirtieth anniversary base game. Um, uh, so we should be sitting at the last update that it had um, was just dis- dis- just uh, in uh, where was it seventh uh, of February twenty twenty three, uh, and it's in the warehouses and it looks like it's ready to go out to people who backed it. So uh, wow, who follows there's the going to be retail backers in that as well. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone who ha- has a retail copy. Please reach out to us. We would love to get yeah. these greasy mitts on a copy. Oh and, yeah, uh, oh, we'd yeah. love to do that live. So yeah, we could maybe do it for your birthday, mate. Oh my goodness, did that remind <laughs> me of that birthday? I, don't <laughs> that. I can skip that one. I'll just say thirty-nine part two. Yeah, thirty-nine part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love like one of my biggest board game regrets was I sold my VHS copy when I went to uni. What was I thinking? That was mm. I was young and foolish at the time. Did you know? VHS are coming back. No, no, no. no. Personalizing VHS copies of of uh, classic VHS films. I've seen Jurassic Park done. I've seen Spider Man done, where they've opened up the cases and customized them because they're highly collectible. Because no one wanted them. Everyone got rid. I've seen figures um, that come in like the uh, VHS type boxes, not quite the same, but like quite a few figures. I think mainly Hasbro ones for lines like Spider Man, Power Rangers, and X Men. They all come in like VHS boxes, and it's like, ah, oh, it's like I, I, I don't, I kind of want to collect it for the VHS box, but they're not quite the figures I collect. Can I justify it? 
there was something just nostalgia packed in the VHS box. Oh, yeah. like, the, oh, yeah. like the final girl uh, games I've got recently, they yes. style to look like VHS films, which is just amazing. Um, even if I rarely get to play them, I mean, I've played them a couple of times, but I wish I could play more, but they just look awesome on my shelf. Mm. It's just like a row of VHSs. <laughs> Well, we're just going to have to uh, move on to the next game. We'll just do, I think we'll just do, uh, I've got one more to mention, uh, but I'll get, has Chris got a time for an official answer yet? It'll have to be a quick one, Chris. No, well, look, I will just uh, pay homage to the devoured RPG-esque kind of board game that I got. Lighthouse Studios Devoured is oozing with theme. The story it tells, uh, it's ace. You know, the solo game, I don't want to store it because it is very plot narrative uh, heavy um, because I don't want to give it away too much for anyone. But, man, does it create some spooky atmosphere because it's a solo game. You can play it together with, you know, with a partner. Um, But I actually think it's better playing it by yourself. Um, And uh, don't play it in the dark. That's all I'm going to say. It's creepy as it's it's great. I love it. I'll have to lend it to you, Dan, because I think you're going to really like it. Yeah, probably like that. That's yeah. a cool one. Firetop Mountain. If you've ever played, you know those story-driven based books where you've got to make a decision. You make a decision. You go to another section in the book. Yeah, it's just like that, but with, with cards. Books, those um, kind of ones. Yeah, yeah. They're really cool. It's great. Cool. All right. Well, um, I I had a couple. I mean, I was going to do my top three, but I guess we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've just got too much to talk about, guys. Yeah. Uh, so our, um, I, I did forget to mention in Nemesis, it has its own soundtrack as well. How cool is that? It does so, yeah. So, so make sure when you play the game, you listen mm-hmm. to the official soundtracks. It's just yes. like creepy kind of uh, ambiance music and like this deserted mm. spaceship that got the doors going opening. All that is brilliant. Definitely check it out. Um. The two I, the other ones I was going to mention was the one you could probably all predict, which is Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. If there's anything that no. we could if there's I anything, wasn't I wasn't going to go there, Dan. Have you, have you guys heard of this game? Have I told you about this game? I think we should have like a swear jar type scenario that every time you mention Battlestar Galactica, you need to put money into a part that goes to charity. A Battlestar fund. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that fund. No, it should go into the the DOALG fund. You know, <laughs> pay for the hosting for a year. Hey, look, guys, I'm allowed to talk about it if it's relevant to the topic. <laughs> that's the rule. Has he said it enough times to do another 45 minute episode like last year? Well, look, we can't do a new April Fool's one of just me saying Battlestar no, Galactica. But for anyone who's not heard it. It was mentioned so much last year. Yeah, there was an April Fool episode. Go and check it out. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's actually really catchy. It's it really, is. Really good. It is. It's really, really good. <laughs> um, well, anyway, just to quickly recap it, you're um, you're running away from this in a space fleet, a ragtag space fleet from these evil monsters that are trying to kill you all. And I think it just perfectly recreates the show in terms of the... Uh, uh, the oh, tension, yeah. like you're literally always escaping one disaster after another, which is mm-hmm. just like the show. Um, typically, there's no good choices. You've just got a choice of two bad choices, and you're just limping just obstacle by obstacle, hoping to get back home. And that's the aim of the game. And I think the board game nails it completely. Uh, for the humans, anyway, if you're the Cylon, you could just laugh manically in the corner. Yeah, Pete, Pete's rubbing his hands. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think it. Fits the game perfectly, and the characters are well designed as well. If you're familiar with the show, they've they've done really apt skills to match the characters, the people you're playing. So you really do actually feel part of the show. It's one of the reasons I love it. 
Um, I haven't watched the show many years, but it was one of my favourite shows at the time. Well, uh, we've all, so... we all love it. We all, yeah. you know, it's what kind of started our little group of friends together playing board games. It, was, it wasn't, so... we, we weren't just a general board game night. We were just a Battlestar Galactica night, weren't we? Yeah, <laughs> I think I've said this before. Steph um... is laughing. <laughs> Talk um... about starting at the deep end, Steph. <laughs> just like... Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, I think, as I said in one of my um, first videos, when I first joined our videos, podcasts, um, pretty much Dan said to me, hey, Pete, I got this board game. It's called Battlestar. Do you want to play? I'm like, I've not played a board game since I was 12, and it was Cluedo, so eh, why not? And uh, here I am today. Bit of a a jump. (laughs) Talking about thematic games, like Cluedo, Cluedo is pretty cool. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, thematic. Yes, it captures the theme. You know, you you've got to discover. You it's know, it's classic. I, it's I would classic, question yeah. their method of solving crimes, though. They just go around rooms, naming random objects, and then occasionally finding out they did the murder themselves. Uh, you know, I, I question the. I've, I've been there. <laughs> in, in, in the board game, right, Steph? In the board game. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some videos again at games I like which are very much like that where you just point at random things to see if it's a clue or not. So I mean, it works. <laughs> so this is how police work works. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have you played uh Steph, have you played Kill Doctor Lucky? It's the I prequel no. it's the prequel to Cluedo, it's Ooh. really cool. Basically you've got like the mansion to Cluedo, but the in uh, Kill Doctor Lucky, yeah, he walks around and you have to try and um, kill him in the mansion without any of the other players being able to spot you do it. That kind of thing. It's really oh, cool. that's clever. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. i play that. But, um, anyway, just to quickly recap, uh, follow off my things, I know we've pretty much hit our time box. I was also going to say Letters from Whitechapel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very oh, yeah. From Whitechapel the is theme very in that good. Game. Yeah, just the, the board design is brilliant. You've got like really creepy Victorian London mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. You've got like the little letters from Jack that he sent to the police that kind of thing on the which we've never actually played with because they help the jack player and one criticism i have of the game is it's too easy oh. for jack <laughs> jack almost always wins the one yeah, yeah, yeah. but, talk, but at the same time he was never caught so yeah i suppose it's yeah. historically yeah, that's accurate the that's the yeah, thing yeah sense. historically accurate yeah and it's um the expansions are great as well because they have like a, if you're a bit of a history buff um you've read they've got like a list of the official suspects from the time and stuff like you can have like Lechmere all the way. Lechmere, I'll have to double check that one. Yeah. some interesting ones, like Lewis Carroll was the suspect. <laughs> Did yes. you know that? <laughs> the author of uh, Alice in Wonderland was a potential suspect for Jack. Oh, Lechmere. yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. and there's some other crazy ones. There was a woman as well. So, you know, yes. sexism, it's not just a male field, you know, serial killing. Definitely. There. She's not, uh, yes. Yeah. No. So uh, when it comes to Jack the Ripper, I'm I'm, I'm quite well up on on the history of um, the happenings of uh, 1888 in the Whitechapel area. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's a very interesting period. It's, uh, that could be a topic all on its own. But unfortunately, we're going to have to stray back to board games. <laughs> but yes, um, uh, that Whitechapel nails the theme. It's really good, um, and the kind of the stress of the police officers because they could be. You kind of no clues at all, or they could literally be surrounding Jack and just not know it. And the uh, this it's actually really par- paranoia inducing playing as Jack in that game as well, mm, which yeah. you'd think you'd be the other way around, but you could be literally surrounded by the police. And if you make a single mistake, they'll find you, but um, they just don't know it. Yeah, it can be very <laughs> stressful playing Jack. Yeah, 
Mm. I've not played Jack. I'm kind of in two minds about it because I think I think I managed to catch Dan on day one once by doing a blind uh, arrest. Was it you or was it George? Yeah, it's George. We caught George on day one. I haven't let him live that down yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, um, I'm just going to do an arrest on this spot. George, are you there? I think you've, I think you just... Well, I would say he glared, but we were like doing it by a tabletop simulator. He probably just grabbed into the microphone. I can't remember, but yeah. Um, so yeah, and obviously with my tendency to be quite anxious, it's just the idea of playing Jack. Um, and people have seen like sometimes when we're playing hidden traitor games, if I'm evil too many times in a row, I kind of just crack under pressure. Well, and I imagine is... I'd be like that with Jack. Well, at least you don't have to lie in White Shadow. True, true. It, literally, it is just one side's evil, one side's good. You could just laugh manically. While the coppers are tearing their hair out, chasing you. Ooh, now there's an idea. Yeah, I so do like I, I, I do recommend playing as Jack just at least once. I mean, it's, um, maybe next time. You don't you don't need to lie about anything. If you if just don't say anything, and you're fine. Mm. It's yeah. a different kind. It's a different kind of game, I think, than a, mm. a social deduction game. Uh, what else was I going to mention? I think we're pretty much out of time. I was also going to mention Firefly. I love that game. You literally run around doing jobs, just like in the show run around so you could do like legal jobs for mm. not much money but they're safe or you could do the more naughty jobs to get you uh, more cash but you get the space cops after you that kind of thing um brilliant games well that was a really fun um topic thanks for talking uh, about it guys i don't know if you guys have got any more honorable mentions to chuck out um yes i was gonna you do thing. go on then you've got 30 seconds pete uh the thing the game we recently <laughs> played a few oh, times the thing. Yes. yeah that was my other game i was going to mention but we've kind of run out of time um i think we're doing a episode on that soon so hope we can cover it a bit more then but we'll probably do a game spotlight on yeah film. i've not seen the film it's kind of the opposite of alien in that the body horror turns me off a bit too much yeah. but from what i understand lore wise it sounds very very interesting and again that whole who do you trust because any player can turn any time uh and i really really like that i think when we had like um our friend of the channel shane uh turned george into a thing and then friend, our other friend of the channel buttons um petted a dog and turned into a thing so it, was it was a bad doggo he yeah, it was a bad doggo. Dog. yeah, yeah. Dog. So it ended up being three on three but shane was still hidden so we didn't know that and tried to escape nearly escape with him or i think i think damn it have kicked him out, uh, kicked him out the head i wouldn't have took shane with me at the end yeah i think he had he had a few flags against him but mm-hmm. it didn't matter because we all died before yeah, we got to anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that, 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 but yes, yeah, so absolutely love the theming of the thing. Uh, like I said, from what I know of the film, I think it really captures it well. Definitely. And I think we should go into a game spotlight. On Definitely, that. yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's been a, a fun conversation. Uh, thanks again for joining us. For our uh, special guest, regular crew member, cast member, Steph. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> thanks again, Pete. And, thank you, uh, and uh, thank you to the founder, Chris. That's quite all right. Yes. But if you, if you do like supporting the channel and you're enjoying the podcasts and, of course, you want to get the expletive and the outtakes from our podcast, then, you, of course, you can go and check out our Patreon, which is, of course, on the website. But we are having some small technical problems with the website at the moment, so do bear with us. We've gone over our quota. We don't know But by the time this is published, hopefully it should be still Hopefully, hopefully it should yeah. be <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, everyone. And thank you, uh, everyone at home or walking the dog or doing the dishes, whatever you're doing. Uh, thanks for listening to our little show about board games. So, as always, everyone, always be gaming. Take care. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.